Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Spoilers coming, everybody. There are spoilers coming. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us here at We Watched a Thing. As always, pleasure to be with you, Billy. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, my good friend. Thank you. And, you know, three-hour film. Figured we might as well have three people. <laughs> how Hi. Are how are you, Beth? Yep, great. Excellent. We are, of course, the title of the show's giveaway. We're here to talk about Avengers Audi game. Endgame. Sorry, Endgame. Still in the grips of product placement. That was some subtle shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I w- that was actually when I was having my one toilet break. <laughs> oh, you missed the Audi commercial. Well, no, I saw it as I was walking out. I was like, I think I'm going to be okay to miss this. Because I walked out and it was just it was just like shot after shot of an Audi driving. I'm like, okay. I get where this is going. <laughs> it did make me wonder, though, whether Tony Stark was still sponsoring the Avengers or Audi is now just sponsoring them directly. Yeah. Why are they still so kitted out? I mean, Tony Stark doesn't have a dishwasher in his house anymore, so maybe that's why all well, the money's going to the Audi. Pepper Potts is still there. <laughs> oh, mate. Avengers Endgame, 2019 American superhero film, sequel, of course, to the Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, and all the other MCU films. Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo, and written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and it stars everybody. I'm not reading this list out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Endgame, a film that starts off by thinking we care about Hawkeye? I care about Linda Cardellini. That's, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> I got sad when Linda Cardellini was dusted because Linda Cardellini. We like Linda. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony Stark doing his best Matt Damon circa The Martian impression. All like shriveled up and shit. He's lost a whole bunch of weight. It's already been 20 days when you see him and Nebula, you know, flicking around the goals on the table. Um uh, but then I presume it had been more time since then. Yeah. Yeah. Carol Danvers didn't bring him a hot pocket or something. Yeah, what the fuck? I know. She wouldn't have even needed a microwave. Doesn't Just deliver. hold it in your hand, Carol. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you've got those powers for. I was extremely disappointed by the lack of Captain Marvel in the film. Yeah. I was so, really, really hoping for more. Because Infinity War, of course, was you know written and made before Black Panther would actually have come out. Yes. So they didn't know that Black Panther was going to be the massive global hit that it was. Yeah. But still took the gamble and, all right, the climax is going to be in Wakanda. And everyone was like, yay, this is great. Same thing with Captain Marvel, but they didn't take the gamble that we're all going to be in love with Captain Marvel and we would like to see maybe more of her than Nebula. This is nothing against (laughs) Nebula. I'm just saying that we get- a lot if, of Nebula. If you going into this film, if you were asked, do you want more Captain Marvel or more Nebula? What would your answer be? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's easy to imagine the film without Captain Marvel, and that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but anyway, it is, you know, the biggest film ever. It will obviously be the largest global box office hit of the year. The only possible competition you could come up with would be Tommy Wiseau's Big Shark. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, we'll see how that pans out. <laughs> this is the fastest selling pre-sale of all time for tickets. Let's talk, though, about whether we actually liked this film. Because to me, it's really, really hard because you kind of have to judge it in three different ways. It's like you can look at it as a film, in which case it's okay. You can look at it as a Marvel film, in which case it's fine, but I don't think it's top five. And then you can look at it as 
like the culmination that it is like think of it like a tv series finale where it's like it might not be the best episode but it still kind of gets you in the feels and you're like oh i remember this from five years ago and in Mm -hmm. that capacity it was really good but like where were you guys on it i um particularly in relation to the last one i felt and this might just be a matter of bad timing but Having particularly watched the first two episodes of season eight Game of Thrones recently, I thought that whole kind of getting the band get to back together and seeing people who you haven't seen see each other for a long time um, and bringing all those sort of um, storylines to an end was really not done well for me. I thought it kind of dragged out for too long. I wasn't super into seeing people back together again. And I know it's it's certainly, of course, it's much more easy in a TV series when you've got more time yeah. um, to develop those sort of storylines. But particularly in comparison to have just seen it happen in Game of Thrones, it really felt very undercooked for me. Like, yeah, that, that didn't, that kind of, you know, culmination for me didn't quite pay off. Oh, really? For me, that was definitely the best aspect of the film. Mm. Like, I'm not even a Marvel fanboy by any stretch. There are plenty of movies I haven't seen. And I think that that is this movie's biggest flaw is that like six or seven times my wife leaned over to me and was like what what was that where was ant-man and at least Uh half of the times she leaned over me i had to be like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) when ant-man's looking at the the list of the vanished and he's looking at his name and i'm like how many scott langs are there who's scott lang (laughs) 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 then after like two seconds like i well, I guess it's him. <laughs> <laughs> also, I know he's meant to be a little bit of a dope, but how long did it take him to find his name alphabetically? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. There were so many stones and they were on front and back. Like- yes. So I think I think this thing that it's the most Marvel. Yes, definitely. Film, and that's both an absolute triumph yeah. and a failing of the film, depending yeah. on where you are. If you are a full-on Marvel head- Yeah. This must have just been oh, awesome. I mean, even for casual viewers for my, like myself, there were certainly times where I was like, what I'm seeing is amazing. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a film that feels on this scale. Like, it has an epic feel to it. I don't think the movie's as good as Infinity War, and I no. already didn't think Infinity War was the best Marvel movie, but I still think it, like, you're just looking at what's happening on the screen, you're like, I feel I feel fun. Like, there's so much good humour in the film. Most of it lands this time. There's not a lot of flat humour. All of the references throwing back. Like, it is hard not to have fun watching this film, even as only a casual Marvel fan, I think. Yeah, so I agree with with you that I think Infinity War of the two is better. Yeah. And they haven't done a... a, What's the the last Hunger Games? Is that Mockingjay? Yeah. They haven't done a... Like, this is two films. They haven't just cut it in the middle. I think Infinity War is better because... I think this one is the purest, most condensed form of fan service I've ever seen. Yeah. And like I said, if if you're completely into it and when certain characters pop up on screen, you lose your shit, yeah. then you are going to have a great time. Oh. Does it function that well on its own as a film? I don't think so. As you said, Billy, it's like in a TV series and the Marvel films really are a serial. Yeah. It does rely on everything that's come before it and that level of investment to come off in this film. Yeah, agreed 100%. So I actually re-watched quite a number of the Marvel movies. I was quite sick recently, so I had a lot of time lying in bed. Um, And I did find I had a lot more fun um, and was more compelled by the characters in 
the original and in Age of Ultron and in Infinity War. And I know that's not necessarily the point of this movie. They've got to deal with the, like, you know, collective global grief of what has happened. Um, And so it's not necessarily going to be as kind of fun-loving and, um, you know, um, joke per minute as the other ones. Um, But I didn't – I wasn't as – entertain. I was maybe the opposite. I didn't find myself having as much fun as I had anticipated and certainly not as much fun as I had in the preceding three movies. Yeah, that's interesting. I actually found it really fun. And and when we walked out, my wife actually, because she hasn't seen the last, I don't know how many Marvel movies. She mm. hasn't seen, she saw Captain Marvel, but she still hasn't seen Black Panther. Uh, she hasn't seen Ant-Man. And after this, she turned to me and said, that reminded me of why I enjoyed seeing these movies when huh. they first came out. Yep. You know, like when we first saw Iron Man or the first Avengers movie, and we were like, wow, that was really fun. And she was like, it just reminded me of that. On the global devastation, though. So, you were actually right with two of your predictions. Mm. That yes, it's five years in the future. And yes, they do go back in time. Yeah. So, I'm starting to think Beth read the spoilers. Oh, Beth. <laughs> did not. The Russo brothers told you not to do it. But It was all just the reading of the haircuts. <laughs> and I was- The time travel didn't surprise me so much. And I actually thought that was a really fun, cool element of the film. And that was a good way to bring back those earlier moments. You know, like we were saying, it's almost like a clip show in a TV series. But I'm not sure how I felt about the five years in the future thing, because let's be honest, if you've lived for five years without half the population, you kind of reach a point where you're like, well, things are functioning as normal now. Like, yeah, you still miss people, but, you know, Starbucks is still open and running. And, you know, like you reach a point where things are ultimately kind of fine. Well, I had a a similar moment when um, when. Scott Lang is uh, sort of gets released or like comes back and then he's walking down the street and trying to find his house and he sees the kid riding the cycle uh, the bicycle down the street it and sort of says, yeah it gives him <laughs> mad side eye and um and says to the kid like what has happened here and and the kid it it still seems very it's like a ghost town firstly like yeah. ps 3.75 billion people is still a lot like there's still yeah, going to be people around but that's a thing for me yeah but it also seemed still very fresh like that yeah. kid was quite young i actually don't know how much of an impact it would have had on his young yeah, life yeah i was but i was the same yeah i was yeah. kind of like so also are there no sports anymore so okay we assume that all the mets got vanished but were, Five years isn't there later, anyone else? Yeah, aren't there steep people <laughs> who still play? Wasn't there grade? I don't yeah. know. I've, I found that like the one shot of the stadium being like, this is what life is like now. I was like, this this is not quite doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, even the minor leagues got dusted. <laughs> <laughs> there were half of the Avengers left, but every single sports player in the yeah. world dusted. I mean, baseball it, is super it boring. It did get that me thinking about the magic of the snap and how it worked. Like, did it take population density into account? Mm. Like, did it, did it dust- Half of every city in the world, like half of Manhattan as well as half of buttfuck Wyoming? Yeah. Or did it like did it take density into account and like leave buttfuck Wyoming as it was and take, you know, three quarters of Manhattan? Yeah. Like, was it a matter it- of equality or equity? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> one, Not one, sure. thought, one thought I'd had going into the film was whether the movie was going to pose a moral question to the characters. Because like, do you agree with Thanos? Yeah, like, mm. th- I mean, well, not do you agree with him, but of course, Thanos is one of those villains who is doing what he thinks is right. And I got to say, I loved Thanos in this film. I thought his chin still looked like a scrotum. <laughs> 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 um, now, by the time when it said five years later, I was like, oh, okay, I think there's a real chance that this is going to happen. When Tony Stark's daughter is there, I was like, 
okay, I really think this is going to happen, whether Tony or anyone else is going to be posed with, well, actually, should we try and fix this? Because mm. then the butterfly effect, blah, 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 you'll lose all this. And I was like, all right, this could be interesting. Uh, no. Yeah. And Steve Rogers mentions it at one point when he comes and sees, you see him in Black Widow for the first time, and he says, I was just driving across the bay and I saw this pot of whales. And you kind of, and, and there's a hint to, have has the world actually been made a more sustainable place to be? Um, although that was then counteracted later when after the Hulk clicks his fingers and they assume everyone has come back, Ant-Man goes and looks out a window and sees all these birds and says, I think we did it. I think they're all back. <laughs> yeah, and I was well- like, wait. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm with Thanos, but the environmentalist in me is thinking. I think there maybe be more birds with less humans, not the other way around. <laughs> it was a strange comment from him. Uh, well, because when Thanos snapped, half the birds died too. We didn't focus on that, but they do say that it was it was half of all life in the universe. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just humans. It was it was whales and everything got yeah. halved. I'm all so- right with getting rid of birds. They're evil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Birds are Scott evil. Scott isn't as dumb as he thought <laughs> yeah. he was. He just can't say the alphabet. <laughs> um, I mean, on the whole time travel thing, you kind of just mentioned it there where you were thinking about the butterfly effect. There, this I've never seen a movie with so many plot holes. <laughs> and it oh. really, really pissed me off that I thought, <laughs> I don't know why I expected more. I shouldn't have. But when they're first posing the idea of time travel and they're all kind of mocking Scott Lang, like it's not like Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future is so much more consistent with its rules and paradoxes than this film is because <laughs> if if Nebula from 2023 kills Nebula yes. from 2014, that does not make any sense. Nebula from 2024 should just vanish right then. <laughs> like The other weird thing is that Steve Rogers goes back and marries Peggy but in he whichever his he, exactly in civil war he make i think it's civil war i don't know they all they all smush into one but he kisses what's her name who's the granddaughter who either then wouldn't have existed or is his granddaughter yeah what the hell Ew. yeah so i was like you can't I, you can't just have the romantic ending for the sake of it in in order to then undo all of these arguments yeah. you've had underlying it- the movie. The great thing, though, about when we do meet Clint Eastwood, sorry, old Captain America, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the end, and I, I stand to be proven wrong here, but does it mean that Captain America then was not with them for yes. like, the Battle of New York and stuff, proving he's useless and it's yeah. just another soldier? <laughs> See, all of this is my problem is yeah. that, okay, think of it this way. They dust 2014 Thanos, which means that- Thanos never lived to get the Infinity th- Stones to do the snap to, like, do you, like none of it I think, works. I think in that scene where they are talking about Back to the Future, they pretend that Bruce Banner explains it, but he actually doesn't. And it doesn't, uh, or, I mean, science has never been my thing, <laughs> um, but I certainly didn't feel like it was explained well enough for me to understand why the two dozen plot holes didn't exist or he could sh- be justified. He should have said quantum some more times. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would have explained it. I also just feel like time travel is a bit, uh, I feel like it's quite lazy. Time travel for me is a bit like, oh, shit, this horrible thing happens and there is no way to fix it. Let's travel back in time. I mean, I get that. but It, it's it such is a crutch. It is quite common in comic books. And not only that, yeah. like I said, it's it's a fun way to bring back those earlier moments, you know, to have that development with Thor seeing his mum, to see all those fun things from New York in 2012. Like, well, was- I really liked seeing Renee Russo. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I agree. They 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 had to do it this way because this was the this was the version of time travel that allowed them to have the most fun with the previous stories. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have just gone back and, as War Machine pointed out, the only good thing he's ever use, useful thing he's ever done, point out why don't we just strangle Thanos in the crib as a baby? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, um, I have another kind of another good and bad thing. Yeah, so the movie's genuinely funny. It's got a bunch of laughs in it. The problem with that, and here's a specific thing, is that, and I really like Thor Ragnarok, but mm. since Ragnarok, Thor has become very yes. jokey. Yes. He's not like the god of thunder to me anymore. Even when he's like, all right, I'm back in this film, but he's still got dad bod. Mm. Like he he looks one of, like one of those dwarves from The Hobbit whose name you can't remember. So yeah. we're like climax of the film. He's one of the original Avengers. Mm. And I can't take him seriously for shit. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there hasn't been a bunch of genuinely good humour around that. Yes. It just then, for me, gets in the way of what should be a really big moment at the end. Yeah. yeah I get that. And I, um, um, you know, like the casual fat shaming of Thor aside, um, there were things about that that I didn't mind and thought were quite funny. And I do, it's, it's like... Even though I'm undermining my own argument, I mean, I hate what they do with Gimli in Lord of the Rings, that he's this sort of, like, token funny guy that just falls flat for me and I hate it. But I understand what they're trying to do, which is that when you have these movies that are so dark and you're dealing with, you know, grief and sadness and action and all that kind of stuff, you've got to have a tiny bit of comic relief. Yeah. Um, And I didn't mind that so much from him, but the best moments with him were when he was not that guy, when he's with Rene Russo and he's being Thor again. But I actually really thought one of the best actors moments in the movie was when um, Bruce Banner comes to Thor to sort of bring him back into the fold um, and he mentions Thanos' name and the way Hemsworth sort of turns in that moment and, and it's not overly dramatic but also still has a lot of gravity to it when he sort of he turns very sombre and says we don't mention that name and that's a very trite line but I thought yeah. he delivered it very well and I would have liked to see more of that kind of Thor in yeah, the movie. I think that it's really easy to forget the calibre of actors that are actually in these movies. Like, mm-hmm. Chris Hemsworth does have very good comic timing, but, you know, because we've seen Thor for, like, you know, 22 movies now, it's easy to forget that yeah. he's actually a good actor. And, yeah. like, Robert Downey Jr. as well, a legitimately fantastic actor, but you, he's Iron Man. You know, like, it's <laughs> it's really easy to forget how great a lot of these actors and actresses are. Easy to forget how good Tessa Thompson is because she's barely in Barely it. there. <laughs> yeah. What a ripper. <laughs> in our predictions, we were like, sweet, we get Valkyrie back. Mm. This is going to be great. No, nah, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and as I predicted, not a single person who got dusted actually died. The climax of the film feels so rushed because they all come back right at the end for that final battle. So, Mm. characters like Scarlet Witch, you get like five minutes of. Black Mm. Panther, Spider-Man, like, they have some good moments, but it is very, very condensed at the tail end of the film there. I have a confession to make about Captain America. You like him now. This movie, I wouldn't say it, I, I wouldn't say I've done a 180, but- I started to see the things in him that I think people like. Okay. Yeah, I think I I turned a little corner. I think this was my most, you are just a cardboard cutout (laughs) with like, with one of those buttons you push with a crappy speaker that spits out an inspiring message. I I was like, 
do something. <laughs> That's how I started. So, like, the first time Tony, when Tony comes back and they're all talking and he's like, remember what you said. You said, if we lose, we'll lose together. I was like, exactly. He's just empty platitudes. They think they sound like they mean something, but actually means, oh, great, we'll all die together. And, and in reality, it, it is actually really, really shit. Um, and then, you know, they go to find Thanos for the first time and he strolls in after everyone's done all the hard work. <laughs> and they've already subdued him and then he, like, comes in and you can see his, like, you know, muscular outline on the thing. And I was like, okay, great. So here you are again doing absolutely nothing. And then Loki takes the piss out of him and impersonates him and he's like, how can you stand this guy? And I was like, I could not love you more, Tom Hiddleston. I mean, that was already <laughs> the case. Um, but then he has that moment where he's fighting himself and the guy's like, I can do this all day. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then he, like, makes the wisecrack about his own ass. And I was like, you know what, Captain America, you're starting to, like, I, I was starting to warm to him a little bit. He started to take the piss out of himself a little bit. Yeah. And I started to see th the degree to which he's so earnest as a bit endearing. Yeah, it certainly didn't turn me around on Captain America <laughs> when, he, when he was fighting Thanos at the end. With um, the hammer? I was yeah. not on, I was not cool with that. So I was... With him being able to pick up the hammer, I was like, I can deal with this. I was like, actually expecting Captain Marvel to have that moment. So was I. Yeah. I was like, finally, we've had fuck all of her, but this is going to be some mad payoff. It is going to be awesome when Captain Marvel pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was gutted. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, you've got to be worthy, Captain America. Okay, I can deal with that. What I can't really deal with and just call bullshit on is Captain America being able to, like, call lightning. Yeah, getting lightning yeah. eyes just because he got all the hammer. You're not the god. You're not the no, god no. of thunder. Yeah. You're, just, you're just a worthy person. Yeah. Just on that, though, and, and tell me if I'm missing something spectacularly obvious. I always have wondered why Thor is the god of thunder when his real his trick is lightning. is lightning. Why is he not the god of lightning instead of the god of thunder? I had this very question the other day, you know, because we were going for a walk and I saw some lightning. <laughs> And I got thinking about lightning bolts. Mm. And then I started thinking about Bohemian Rhapsody. And I went, they say thunderbolts. But thunder that's not a thing. Yeah. No, it's not. You, you get a clap of thunder, not a bolt of yeah. thunder. You get a clap of thunder, then a bolt of lightning. Well, it's, it's Fleetwood Mac theory. You know, thunder only happens. When, no, no, still doesn't work. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it wasn't even raining this day. <laughs> also not true. Thunder can happen without rain. Yeah. Sorry, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> So, so, if anyone's a huge I Marvel- I was a bit confused, but yeah, like Thunder, Lightning, what, I mean, obviously they're linked. I we think know it just linked. sounds cooler. The God of Thunder. Yeah. I, I, I mean, know. because like making Lightning appear is much cooler than making Thunder appear. Sure. Like, Ooh, can you imagine sounds- if he just rocked up- All and the dogs waved, are terrified. Just waved his hammer and you just hear this- <laughs> And everyone's like, Thor, oh, do you need to eat? <laughs> it's like us at work. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm the God of Thunder. <laughs> so, if anyone is li who's listening is a massive Marvel fan and knows why this might be the case, aside from just how it sounds, please let us know. What did everyone think about the other character? How did you feel about Banner and Hulk being- the same. I was going to say he was my best on ground. I thought I really, really loved the dynamic that Hulk brought. It was so funny to see him like walking around normally with clothes on and a satchel bag in this like <laughs> giant green form with kind of gray hair. And, and yet, yeah, I thought that was a really cool dynamic. And like when, when he sees him, his 2012 self, like smashing up cars and like covers his face and looks away, it really worked for me. I thought, I thought Mark Ruffalo. Made it work. Yes. But in terms of the the half Hulk thing, I just felt like they were just like, I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, just make a decision. 
Yeah, I um, it, I was not into it at all. I f- I felt like you didn't you didn't get Bruce and you didn't get the Hulk and you just ended up with the worst of both worlds. Really? And I I think it gave them license to turn him in again to a bit of a Thor type gimmick. Like Bruce Banner is not like okay, yes, he has a story arc like everyone else. He can evolve and change, but he the Banner that has been part of this Marvel universe is not like that. He's not this sort of like Joker minute. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know. It felt gimmicky to me and I didn't I didn't love it. Also, really? I love Mark Ruffalo and I just wanted to see him. <laughs> I, I mean, I felt like this was definitely more Bruce Banner than the Hulk. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. 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 We're talking five years in the future and like I said, the, like the world has completely changed. To be yeah. honest, if, if it was, if I was an adventure, I'd be like, look, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's, it's just. It's it We're is what it here. is. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. I've got shows to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've got my Audi to drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, yeah, for me, I just think they've over the years they've had this real gentrification of Hulk, and the whole thing about him is that he's this totally uncontrollable psychomaniac, and that's why people love him. Um, and I obviously have not read the comics. Maybe this is true to what happens in the comics. I don't know, but I miss seeing the Hulk that just picks Loki just up Hulk and like smash. and smashes him into things. You know. Yeah. Mm, anyway. Speaking of Hulk smash, let's talk about Black Widow. Mm. And I think I was closest to being right that that storyline would be forgotten because there was very, very little mention of a romance. Before. Yeah, there was like one side look when they're in yeah. the cafe and then he throws a bench at the end when she's dead. But yeah. anyone could have done that for a friend. But so. I must say, I'm surprised that the MCU managed to shock me because when we were having our predictions about who would be the first original Avenger to go, I didn't think it would be Black Widow. No, she wasn't on my list. So that really did. It threw me for a loop when it happened. And I'll I'll give credit to that scene between her and Hawkeye yeah. when they're deciding when they both want to be it. Yeah. That worked. Both Johansson and Renner I really liked in the scene. Same. Mm. And yep. I totally tick off on that scene. Same. Absolutely. I can tick off on the scene. I don't tick off on the outcome. <laughs> um, and, and there are a couple of things at play. I mean, I- Anyone who's seen G.I. Jane and has heard Demi Moore give this speech (laughs) (laughs) knows that a female's life is not worth more than a man's, and that is, of course, true. I don't think it's true that Hawkeye's life is worth more than Black See, but Hawkeye doesn't think it is either, which is why the scene worked for me, is that Hawkeye was- like, they were both so desperately trying to sacrifice themselves for the other. Because we want it to be Hawkeye. Of course. Because we want to keep- like exactly. Yeah. So that's so, where the MCU Yeah, I think you. for me, for that scene to work, it has to be Black Widow. Yeah, I suppose my feminist concern about it is that he, I think ultimately, aside from the shock value, he gets to live because he has a family and has people to go back to and she does not. Um, and that kind of expendable... Um, that feeling of a female without a family and without a kid's being expendable, particularly when it was something that we've heard Black Widow talk about in the past, that she felt like a monster because she couldn't have children, yeah. that jarred me a little bit. Um, also, what the hell was with Hawkeye in this movie? Like <laughs> With his mohawk? Mohawk? Like, yeah, okay. I know he got a mohawk and, like, you know, shit, shit got real for him, I suppose. But when did he become, like, a... A master samurai and able to speak Japanese. Like, do you just wake up one morning and you know how to do, you know, 
subject object verb sentences over I mean, subject verb object not like, in one I morning just... but over five years I think you probably could <laughs> I think people have learned languages in five years <laughs> yeah but also at the same time how do you master samurai and maintain a mohawk and presumably he was doing the same thing when he was killing people in Mexico exactly that's, so is he speaking Mexican <laughs> no, when we were in TV we used to work with a journo and it wasn't one of us, was it? it no, was, it was it was me. It was you who was talking to her in the car about how, you know, it's shocking that in Australia we don't speak other languages, you know, like in America they probably speak a lot of Spanish and she goes, Yeah, probably Mexican too. Oh, oh no. That's an indictment on our education system though, isn't it? That poor girl. Jesus. Uh, uh anyway, Hawkeye, not not into it. Go away. Yeah, spent spent a lot more time with the sword than a bow. Yeah, spent a lot more time on screen than I would have thought. Me too. Same with Ant-Man. I mean, I know they had to focus on him quite a bit, obviously, because he is their link to get back and fix everything. Um, And I love Paul Rudd as much as the next person, but I did feel like there was too much of him, particularly when you're not getting people like Captain Marvel. Why are we spending so much time with Scott Lang? I am glad that we got Wasp at the end, though. I bet you were. (laughs) I gave gave a little silent cheer to myself. (laughs) Uh, Who cried? Um, I'm ashamed to say that I did, and it was a really overly cheesy moment that I'm not proud of for welling up at, but when we finally got Captain Marvel at the end and she grabbed the gauntlet and was running and and they were like, how are you going to get there? And then all the other women popped up and they were like, don't worry, she has help, which was a terrible moment, to be honest, but I welled up a little. (laughs) Can I admit something, Billy? I cried too, and at that exact moment. And it's so cheesy and in your face. It's like, look, the MCU has women too. Yeah, and I, for me, there are a lot of things about the movie that were not, um, they do not demonstrate genuine progress. And and it did still seem very staged to me. It did not feel genuine. Um, It felt like a token moment. Um, But I still apparently went limp against it. Yeah, same. (laughs) Got totally carried away. I couldn't. I didn't shed a tear when Iron Man died. None of that stuff. But Mm. yeah, when I did, I did well up at that moment. (laughs) The other like kind of crap Captain Marvel moment is where she comes back. You know, like the of the two lines she gets in the whole movie, and says, "Um, "All right, I'm going. I'm off. Like I'm going to go catch Thanos." And War Machine is like, hey, man, we're all about that superhero life. You know, like you can't just run off. We've all been trying to do this. And I was like, mm, it's not not quite the same, though, buddy, is it? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like, you know, Toby Maguire saying to Kate Blanchett, like, we're all about that actor life. Like, I've got no beef with you, Toby, but stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> Did this film have more endings than Return of the King? Oh, I feel like it flowed better than that. Like, at the end of Return of the King, you literally sit there going, roll credits. No, (laughs) wait, okay, roll credits. No, that's not happening. Whereas here, at least I felt like, even though there were multiple threads tied up, I I didn't feel like I was waiting for the credits to roll. Mm. It was very, um, particularly uh, the sort of scenes in and around um, Tony Stark's funeral, I felt were quite drawn out. Some of them were like the bit between Happy and the daughter and the cheeseburgers. I I really liked that moment. Yeah. Uh, I was not into it. See, that I really liked just because I thought this is nice for Jon Favreau. Same. He started started it. Yeah, fair enough. I was like, this is completely self-indulgent, yes, Mm. but 
I liked that they gave Favreau that scene. I forgot I about exactly that. I was exactly the same. I was, I was happy with that moment. Yeah. Yeah. The, Were the rest you, of- <laughs> you happy? saw what I did? <laughs> yeah. The rest of that scene I thought was really, again, quite staged. Like, I did not feel anything with them all standing there at the funeral. I I just, I was unaffected. I mean, that was- Did anyone else Google afterwards who the random kid was? the kid with yeah. the weird hair? Weird. I, yeah, I had to look it up. He, and, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's him. Um, he's the, the little kid in Iron Man 3. Oh right. yeah, they were was really also sweet together. The really, an- he w- he really was good in Iron Man he Three. Was great. He was not nearly as good in Jurassic World. <laughs> oh, it's the same one. I mean, that one shot at the funeral where they pan through the crowd—that was really just an excuse to get everyone in the sure. movie who hadn't been in the movie. Oh, it's totally masturbatory. Because then, yeah. when the end credits roll, and you know, people like Kobe Smolders gets her own one yes. page on screen, and I'm like. Was she in the movie? I yeah. said, where was she? And my wife was like, she was at the funeral. Yeah. And then you see Marissa Tomei and I'm like, where was Marissa Tomei? She goes, she was at the funeral. <laughs> it happened like six times in a row with people in the credits. <laughs> I thought there was just enough. I was very convinced by the um, small number of scenes between Tony and Peter Parker. I thought they had done enough in Civil War and Infinity War and Spider-Man um, to really um, build the relationship between those two characters. I totally believed it. I thought it was totally appropriate that he was at the end there and sort of saying goodbye to him just as he was about to die. Um, and I, like, bought it hook, line and sinker. Uh, yeah, I thought that they were the most affecting moments in the film. Yeah, mm. was, was Iron Man and Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what my favourite moment of the film was? When they first find Thanos and he's just like, He's just become like an old farmer. He's like limping around, collecting vegetables, and <laughs> goes into his little hut and starts cooking a little meal. And like, I don't know, there was something so nice to see that he, you know, he was just living with the nature. Like, Even villains get to retire. Yeah. I really, really liked that they went that direction with Thanos. When he was limping around, he was like a weak old man and they killed him so quickly. <laughs> I expected to see like Sam Worthington's avatar hook into that <laughs> fruit that he was picking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the end fight scene? Was it kind of the cult? Was it what you would expect from the, you know, 22 movies? And this is kind of, uh, in my mind, it should be what the, you know, yeah. the, the biggest fight scene of the lot of those. It was exactly what I expected. It Like, in terms of an epic scale, just on the amount of characters they tried to give screen time to in this mm. fight, like- I was yeah. It was exactly what I thought it would be. Do I think it's the best fight ever captured on screen? No. But as we were talking about, if you judge this as like say a season finale, I think it worked really well. It was exactly what I was expecting as well, which is just so much stuff thrown at the screen. Yes, that so much. It can't yeah. possibly all matter to you. Yes, because I don't know how anyone else feels about this. Like I think that the fight between Iron Man, Captain America, and bloody Bucky at the end of Civil War, Civil War is yeah. a way better scene. It is, yeah. because it's so understated. And it is just scenes, three of them. Yeah, the scenes at the climax of this, when it's either Captain Marvel v Thanos or Captain America v Thanos, like one on one, for me, so much cooler than just seeing a screen with just everything thrown at yeah. it. Yeah. I rewatched all the Matrix movies recently and we won't go into the second two, but the first one at least, the fight scenes are so good because of the details, but you can't appreciate details in a in a fight scene like we got in Endgame. And I did think I would have liked a bit more action, actually, even though I've just said there was too much action in that scene, that I do think the movie was a bit starved I think action. I think the movie needed more action. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Definitely. I was pretty comfortable with the with the balance. I think because the first two hours, I was like, fuck, someone throw a punch. Yeah. 
I mean, we haven't really spoken about the climax fully yet. Let's talk about Iron Man's death. And I do have one quick question. Does anybody understand what happened with the glove at the end? Because I don't know how Iron Man got the stones. I don't know if I'm meant to know how. Does anyone have any info on that? I do not. I was going to Google it after the movie, so I didn't sound like a halfwit coming on and uh, talking about this morning, but I don't know. I don't know how that was supposed to work. Like, So, Captain Marvel was pulling the glove. Yep. Which is a glove made by Tony Stark. Yes, this is, this is Tony Stark's magic yes. glove that shrinks and grows sure. and whatnot. Yep. Thanos pulls out the purple stone, which is- yes. Which stone is that? Soul? No, soul was oh, orange. Oh, soul is orange. Uh, Purple is lavender. Yes. Okay. He pulls out the lavender stone. <laughs> he puts the stone back. Iron Man goes near him. I don't know. He does like some magic pickpockety type thing. And yeah. all of a sudden, is he? I couldn't even tell that he wasn't wearing the glove. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought that Iron Man just had the stones on his, oh. like on his suit, like on his hand suit. It didn't look like the glove. Like, seemed to me like Thanos was still wearing the glove and uh, Iron Man just somehow got the stone. Yeah, I'm with Billy. I don't think the glove switched. I yeah, think he okay. just managed to- But I don't- I still don't know how that happened. And well, he- because he's doing something with his left hand <laughs> and that's where Thanos is looking. <laughs> yeah. Look, I watch a lot of Penn and Teller. <laughs> I was going to say, so it's I, all just- You know, I'm really, really good at picking magic tricks and I don't know how <laughs> Iron Man did it. I'd like it's to see Penn and Teller watch this. <laughs> but, you know, deep down we all want to be fooled. That's true. That's true. I hate when I hate when they can spoil the tricks. I don't know how any of that worked. Going back to the whole time travel thing, it ruined the movie for me that I knew that they won purely by the fact that Doctor Strange and everyone shows up at the end because they take the stone from Tilda Swinton and they I promise her they'll give it her. back. Now, you know that they give it back because otherwise Doctor Strange never becomes Doctor Strange. So, the the mere fact that he shows up at the end fight, you know that it's all successful and they put the stones back. Well, I think we know from the fact that we're watching a movie that they were going to that, That's win. probably true. <laughs> it was great but to see Tilda Swinton. It was great. That was one of my favourorite moments She's in the, in the and I did travel. Act, one thing I did really love with, with the whole glove, you know, Tony saves the universe, I actually really did like going from Thanos's. I am inevitable to Tony Stark going right back to the I beginning and having I am Iron Man. I was like, yeah, you know what? That works. For mm, yeah, me. that yeah. was cool. Before we go, let's wrap up on the ending. Captain America is now Clint Eastwood <laughs> and, and Falcon is now Captain America. I must have missed stuff in the first Captain America movies because I didn't know that him and Falcon even really knew each other or were that Close. I guess I was maybe expecting Bucky to become yeah, Captain they hook, America. Yeah, they, they hook up in uh, Winter Soldier. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, when he becomes- He's kind of like Bucky 2.0. He kind of becomes his new best mate. When he's he- not as annoying. He's better than Bucky. Yeah. Right. They're both useless. So, yeah. were, were people but expecting that moment? No. I don't know what- uh, Whatever Falcon is expected to do with that thing. Just another piece of kit to justify his existence, I guess. Well, that's the thing. Are they giving him super- Secret soldier serum? Is that what it's called? <laughs> that is, in yes. fact, what it's called. <laughs> Are they giving him that? I don't know. Like, I, don't know. I don't know if any still exists. Well, I mean, it's in Captain America, presumably. Couldn't they just, like, take it out just of him? Draw it out Maybe. in a yeah. syringe. Yep. I mean, someone's probably stockpiling it somewhere. Yeah. Some kind of- um, Presumably. War. Yeah. You remember that shot in, like, in the big fight? There's a shot of fucking- Bucky just shooting a gun and it's like- I literally have that written down in What are you doing here? Bucky, gun, what, boring. What are you doing here? Yeah. 
It's so boring. We Is don't there anything need more boring than a gun in a, a fight like that? A guy with a gun? Really? Oh. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Ratchet. Like, then at least it's, you know, a furry animal with a gun. Like, it has some I love of- that you just called him Ratchet. Did you do that on purpose or by accident? No, on purpose. And <laughs> <laughs> credits. Yes. None. No post credit scene. Bravo. So we yeah. were all waiting around and the lovely staff at the cinema who wanted to clean the cinema up before the next people came in, the guy came in at the end and just said, there are no end credits so that we would all well, there are piss credits. off and There's leave. Like <laughs> half an hour <laughs> oh, sorry, I was going to say, there must be long credits. Sorry, yeah, because- the guy came in and said, there are no end credit scenes. And so then, of course, yes, we all left. But I'm kind of glad he saved us our time. Um, and, of course, my prediction was that the end credit scene would be <laughs> Iron Man and <laughs> Pepper Potts getting, well, Tony Stark and Pepper getting married, which is obviously incorrect because that wasn't the case and Tony is dead. But at least they were married. All right. So, all in all, how are you guys scoring this thing? I'm completely fine with the film. Yeah. Five, out, five out of ten. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's – by no means do I think it's bad. Do I need to see this film ever again? No. Yeah. Look, three scores for me. As a finale, I'm giving it an eight. As an MCU film, a six. As a film, a five. So you can take from that what you will as to whether you, dear listener, want to see the movie. You, let's face it. You've already, if you're listening to this, you've seen it or we've spoiled the shit out of it for you. So, <laughs> you know, you've probably already seen it. Let us know what you thought. What did you think, Beth? Um, I'm the same as both of you. I was a five. I think even with the same storylines and the same kind of gimmicks and the same script, uh, sorry, same dialogue. Um, if it had have had more Wanda, more Valkyrie, more Captain Marvel, these sorts of people, I would have bumped it up one or two. Um, even even not changing a huge amount else about it. Yeah. Um, but but those things um, obviously didn't come to pass. Um, and so I'm sticking with a five. All right. What are we getting to do next week, buddy? I'm exiting the country. Yes, you are. You're gone skis. As is Beth. One of the one of the show's patrons is getting married, so we're going over for the wedding. Uh, you you apparently they didn't care as much about you. I wasn't invited. Are we related to this patron? That's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my invite. But anyway, um, so because because I'm gone for a month, we've banked a bunch of episodes. That's right. Because you're going to London, we're visiting London. Sure. <laughs> uh, much as the last time we needed to take a break, we. Smashed out the Fast and Furious franchise. This time round, we got our Potter on. That's right. Magic May. All eight Harry Potter films coming at you. Starting next week. Yep. Enjoy that. Or else. If you choose to. (laughs) In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you do want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing. And in the meantime, have fun, people. Go watch a movie. Bye. Total shocker that Ant Man went big at the end for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Ant Man, my ass. <laughs>